Baba Kamadav Kavdale, the last thing we were discussing was the difference between a short time and a short mu'ad. According to Rabbi Huda, if it go if it go three days in a row, it, at that point it becomes a short mu'ad and it goes back to being a short time. If it does not go for three days, Rabbi Meir says if it go three times even in one day, it is a short mu'ad. And if it's stopped uh, goring when people are bothering it, at that point it becomes a short time. And we try to understand what's Rabbi Uda's reason that, uh, that all depends on the days. Abay explains from the Pasuk, uh, Temol Temol's one, Mitemol two, Shoshom three, day four. Abba says, no, it's on day three. Mitemol is one, Shoshom is two, and Veloshmenu is today. And from day three, not day four, he becomes a Shor Mu'ad. And with that, we're going to start Kaf Gimel Amud Bet, last line, towards the end of the line where it says, Verebi Meir. So the Gemara tries to understand, Verebi Meir, my Tama, why is Verebi Meir not Toresh the Pasuk like Rabbi Yehuda? That uh, all depends on the days. So the Gemara explains, Tanya, there's a Brayta where Verebi Meir explains himself, Amar Verebi Meir, Verebi Meir explains, Rihek Negihotav Hayav, if this uh, bull gored uh, in far far apart, which is three days, you're obligated to pay full damages. If the goring happened closer to each other, meaning three times in one day, all the more so, it, it should become a muad, and the owner should pay full damages. Meaning if he's liable when they're far apart, all the more so when they're close. So now the Gemara ha- is, uh, has a question on Rabbi Meir's uh, shita, from Azava. Now, just a, just an introduction to this next piece. That a long time ago, in times of the, the earlier in the Gemara, a woman would have an 18-day calendar. The first seven, she's considered Nida. If she sees uh, Dam Nida, she's Tameh for seven days. The next 11 are called Yemeziva. If she sees one day, okay, then she just uh, she just watches herself for one day. Two days, she watches herself for, for a day. The third day, she becomes a Zava Gedola. At that point, she has to wait seven clean days and then come and give a korban. With the zav, with the male, if he saw a shikhvat zira coming out of him that was unintentional, then he, they, even if all three happen in one day, he becomes a zav gadol and he has to wait seven clean days and bring a korban. So the, the Braita continues that amru le. so the hachanit told the bimeir, you're bringing your proof from uh, far apart, close apart. Well, Zavatochiyah. Look at a Zava, for example. If the, if whenever she saw Dam, it was it was uh, far apart, meaning three days in a row, then she becomes Temeah. But if it all happened in one day, she's still Tehora. Amar Lehen, Rabbi responds, Harehu Omer, but it says in the Pasuk, tumato bezovo. It says in regards to a Zav that his Tum'ah, it all depends on how many times it came out, not on the days. The, the Zav, it all depends on how many times he saw, but in, in regards to the Zava, it all depends on days. So whatever you're bringing me from Zav and Zava doesn't make sense because over there it's like Zerata Katuv. It's not it's nothing to do with the Kalva Homer I brought in regards to the to the bull. So now the Gemara doesn't understand that limud. What makes you say that the word Vizot from Vizot Yetumato Bezovo? What makes you say it's coming to say that a Zava uh, doesn't work by how many times she saw? 
rather by days. Maybe when it says Vizot, it's coming to say that a Zav does not become Tameh if he sees uh, three days in a row, only if it happens uh, in one day. So the Gemma answers back, It's saying a Zav and his Zov situation for Zachar Nekeva. Makish Zachar and Kavar, we're going to compare a Zachar to Nekeva, meaning, the same way as a Nekeva, she becomes Tameh, if she, she only becomes a Zavag if she has it, if she sees her dam three days in a row. Also, a Zav, if he sees three days in a row, is also Tameh, meaning for him, it's not just how many times, it also depends on how many days. So the Gemara asks, if that's the case, Vilakish Nekeva, the Zachar one, we compare the Nekeva to the Zachar, and say, Ma Zachar Biryot, Af Nekeva Biryot, the same way Zachar, depends on how many times he saw, also a Nekeva, in order for her to be Zavagdola, it's how many times she saw, not uh, depending on the day. Ah, the Gemara says, Ha Mi'aitra Hamana, Vizot, no, but the Pasuk already said, Vizot Yetumato Bezovo, meaning the Pasuk said, it's only in regards to Zav. So the Gemara asks, Umara Ita, so, how, why are you spinning up that way? Why are you saying that by Zav, it also depends on how many days, and by Nekevats, only by, by days? So, the Gemara explains, Mistabra, it makes sense to say that Pasuk Vezot, Ka'ebriyot, is talking about how many times a Zav saw, and Mima'ayat Reyot, coming to take away Nekeva from how many times she saw. Does it make a difference? Nekeva, it only depends on how many days she saw. Does it make sense to say that a pasuk that's talking about how many times you saw is coming to take away a zakhar from how many days? It has nothing to do. One is nothing to do with the other. That pasuk is not talking about days. It's only talking about how many times it saw, and therefore it's not even something to bring up to take away a zakhar from days. Next, Tanura Banan. What's a Shor Mu'ad? According to Rabbi Uda, if they testified that he he gored three days in a row, he's a Shor Mu'ad. If children are bothering him, they're playing, uh, they're petting him, let's say, between his horns, and he's not uh, goring other bulls, that's considered a short time, according to Rabbi Yosir. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Mu'ad, according to Rabbi Shimon, if they testified three times, even if it was in one day, and for Rabbi Shimon, in order for him to become tam, you need three days in between. So Rabbi Shimon, I guess the most mahmir, if it happened three days in one day, he could become Mu'ad, and in order for him to become Tam, he has to not go for three days. And Amar of Nachman, Amar of Adab, Halakha, Rabbi Yehuda, Mu'ad, Halakha is like Rabbi Yehuda, when it comes to Shor Mu'ad, that if it happened three days in a row, then he becomes a Shor Mu'ad. Share Rabbi Yossi, Modelo, because Rabbi Yossi agrees to him. Halakha, Rabbi Meir, Betam, and Halakha is like Rabbi Meir, Tam, that he only goes back to being a Tam when the children play with him. Share Rabbi Yossi, Modelo, because Rabbi Yossi agrees there. And Amar the Rabbah, the Rabbah Nachman, Rabbah tells Rabbah Nachman, why don't we say that the halacha is like Rabbi Meir when it comes to Mu'ad, that he becomes a Mu'ad even if he go three times in one day because Rabbi Shimon said that. Halacha like Rabbi Yudan Tam, meaning to go back to becoming a Tam, which is you have to wait three days because Rabbi Shimon agreed to Rabbi Yudan in that case. Meaning, why are you saying halacha like Rabbi Yudan? You should say halacha like Rabbi Shimon.
So Amar Le Rav Nachman explained to Rabba, Ana Kerbiosi Sviyali. I hold that Kerbiosi. The Kerbiosi Nimukaimo. When Kerbiosi gives a halacha, usually there's reasons with it, meaning he has his proof to back him up. So now Ibaya Le Odegmara has a very fascinating question. When we said a Shomuad becomes a Shomuad after three days, what's the reason for three days? Is it Torah or Is it in order to make this a Shomuad, he needs to be going for three days in a row, but if he did it three, day, three times in one day, he's not a Shomuad, meaning he doesn't have a Hazaka of being a Shomuad yet, meaning he, it all depends on days. Or do we say that the, the three days is really for the owner, meaning you didn't watch your bull properly for three days. And at that point, it becomes a shormuad, and anything happens now, he's obligated to pay full damages. What, what's it make a difference? So the Gemara explains, Let's say th- three groups of witnesses come in one day, and they're telling him, listen, uh, the group number one says, okay, on Monday, you're bull gourd. The other group says, on Tuesday, you're bull gourd. The other group says, on Wednesday, you're bull gourd. Now, if it all depends for the, the bull, well, at the end of the day, it's been warned. I mean, three days, the witnesses have come Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, three times. Okay, it's now forewarned. But if it all depends on the, the, the owner, it's not a sure mu'ad because the owner can say, this is the first time I'm hearing about it today. I Meaning, this is uh, Wednesday. This is the first time I'm hearing about this bull goring. Why should I be obligated to pay full damages if I have never been warned? My, so what's the halakha? Is it three days for the bull or to make it hazaka uh, that it's a shomuad? Or is it three days in order to uh, give the warning to the owner? So Tashima, the Gemara learns from Abraita, in Hashona Samuad, Achiaidu Bo, Bifne Abadim, Bifne Betim. A bull is not a Shomuad until they testify that he is gored in front of the owner and in front of Betin. Haidu Bo, Bifne Betin, Vishalo, Bifne Bealim, Bifne Bealim, Vishalo, Bifne Betin. If they did it in front of the Betin, not owner, owner, not Betin, Enona Samuad, Achiaidu Bo, Bifne Betin, Bifne Bealim. It's not considered Shomuad until they testify that this bull gore three times in front of Betin, and the owner has to be there. And the Brayta continues, If you have witnesses that he gored the first time, uh, witnesses for the second time, witnesses for the third time, here you have three separate testimonies, and if one of them has been found to lie, then he's still obligated to pay for the other two, However, there all three testimonies are considered one testimony in regards to Hazama is to make this a false testimony in regards to him being a Shor Mu'ad. Meaning if group number three was caught lying, you still have to pay for the first two, except this uh, this bull is not a Shor Mu'ad anymore. And the Breta explains, If the first group are lawyers, and you have another two, that's the end. Vehu patur, and the owner doesn't have to pay full damages next time, meaning it's not a shormuad yet. Vehen peturim, and the witnesses who were caught lying are patur because they tried to make it a shormuad. It's not a shormuad, so okay, they didn't do anything. Now, nimtzet kachenyazomemet. If group number two now is found that they were lying, also harekan aidutahad. Still, you have one. Uh, you have one testimony that's standing. Vehu patur vehen pturin. 
the owner of the cow doesn't have to pay full damages because it's still a short time and they are exempt from paying because what they wanted to do didn't happen yet. So they're not Adim Zomemin yet. Once we found that group number three is also lying, at that point, Kulan Hayabim, all six witnesses, for example, are obligated to pay for what they wanted to do. This is what the Pasuk means. You do to the witness what he was planning to do to the other person. Now, based on all this, the Gemara tries to answer. If you want to say that we need three days in order to make this shor, shor mu'ad, I understand why they're considered one big testimony, meaning group number one came on Thursday and said it gored on Monday, group number two said it gored on Tuesday, group number three came also on Thursday and said it gored uh, gored on Wednesday. So here's three days in a row, and now I understand why they're all one big connection. It's sort of some uh, plan that a guy set up together in order to get this, uh, this cow to be a shor mu'ad. So that maybe it damaged his cow and uh, he's trying to get full damages. So he paid someone off uh, to, to say that it damaged three days in a row. And at that point, the first group can't say, oh, we were only planning for half damages, not full damages. All, th- all three groups came together. So therefore, okay, your plan was one. But if you're saying you need three days in order to uh, warn the person and then make his cow a shor mu'ad, then why are the three testimonies considered one in regards to their hazaman in or in regards to catching them lying? Meaning, let the first set say, Did we know that in two days uh, someone's going to come and uh, testify against this person? We were testifying today. If you need two more days in order to to, test, uh, to testify against this person, then the first group could easily say, "Hey, we weren't uh, part of this. I mean, we were we were only talking about Monday. We weren't talking about Wednesday. We weren't talking about Tuesday." Meaning, if it's about the animal and you need three days for the animal, then okay, there's a possibility of a hazama. There's a possibility of the three groups being uh, being caught lying. Why? Because they all came in one day. That sounds like a real plan. And one was talking about Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday makes sense. But if we're saying that the owner is the one that needs to be warned three days in a row, then the first group could easily get out of it by saying, hey, we don't know what's going to happen in two days from now. We came on Monday. We don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday or Wednesday. So obviously the warning of the owner doesn't make sense. Rather, the real warning is going is for the is for the ox. It's to make it a shor mu'ad, you need three days in a row, and that's how the whole hazama kicks in. And Amarav Ashe, I said this whole back and forth in front of Rav Kahana, the Amarli and Rav Kahana asked a question. Even according to the side that says you need three days in order to uh, to warn the cow to make it a shor mu'ad, to give it that hazaka that it's a shor mu'ad, does this back and forth make sense? Meaning, Let the last group say, How are we, you know, the last group could say, how are we supposed to know that the people before us came to testify on this cow? 
Group number, uh, number three could say, hey, we just walked in, we saw a cow damage or something, and we came to testify, so this person should should be obligated to pay half damages. How are we supposed to know that now he becomes a shor mu'ad? We don't know what Imtan what, al Meaning the same logic you used to uh, to say that we're not coming to warn the person, the three days is not for the person, rather it's for the animal, we could use the opposite logic to, uh, to say that it's not for the animal, it's for the person. So the Gemara explains, you, you you could say that uh, they all knew about it and it was a plan. You could say, they come from Zera they hinted to each other to testify about this cow, Rav Mark, they all came together and everyone heard what the, the other ones testifying and they just copied it sort of thing. So there was definitely a plan when they all came in one day. Rabina Amari gives a different explanation. They know the owner of the cow, they just don't know which cow. Uh, so the Gemara says, how they testifying, meaning in order even even to be mechayev half damages, you have to know which cow. So the Gemara explains, uh, we're talking about a situation where the witnesses said, that you have a uh, goring cow in your uh, herd. You should watch your entire herd. So according to Rabina, the first group said that, the second group said that, third group said that. So you see that there was some sort of plan to obligate this person to pay full damages. So to summarize, Rav Asher brought the sugya to Rav Kana. Rav Kana asked a question that the witnesses could say we have no connection to one another. And the Gemara says, no, we're talking about a situation where it's pretty obvious that they did have a connection to one another. And that's how we know that there is Omimim. Next, the Gemara asked the question, Ibaya lehu. If someone entices his friend's dog to go attack another person, so this uh, the dog belongs to person one, person two comes there, drives the dog crazy, until the dog attacks person number three. Ma, what would be the halakha there? When someone causes a dog or another animal to attack, he's for sure patur because he himself didn't actually do the damage, it's a cause of a cause. He did something to the dog. The dog went and attacked. So it's not a direct damage and therefore he's patur. That's the way Rashi explains it. The Ramban explains that a person can always say, I didn't know that he was going to go damage someone, whatever it is. However, the question is, okay, if he's going to be patur because it's an indirect damage, how about Baal Kelev Mai? What about the owner of the dog? Person number one. Do we say, that the owner could say, what I do? Meaning, uh, this guy uh, started with my dog, my dog went, I was at home sitting, I didn't do anything. Do we say, the guy, so do we say that Ruven can say, hey, I didn't do anything over here? Or, do, or maybe Amrina and Le, that Ruven can tell the dog owner, Maybe we could say that, hey, you know you have a wild dog, you know that it's possible that if someone drives dog crazy, he's going to go attack someone. Then you shouldn't have left him in the house. You should put him to sleep, lock him up, do something with this dog. But you can't just leave him like that in the yard. So what's the halakha? Do we say that he's a patrub because he has nothing to do? Or do we say, hey, you should have watched your dog? So Amar Bizerah Tashema. Look what we learned in our Mishnah in the Shita of Rabbi Meir. It says, We said, what's considered a short mu'ad going back to being a short time. If the kids play with it and he doesn't attack, that, okay, he went back to be a uh, short time. So now, here's the, the here's the drasha. The, the, the Mishnah said the words, he doesn't uh, gore. 
But if he did gore, hayav, it would sound like even though they drove him crazy, even though the little kids played with the horns and they pinched him and they pushed him, still the owner would be hayav. It sounds like in our case, where someone enticed the dog, the owner of the dog is hayav. The Gemara pushes back. No, Amar Mikatane Nagah. Does it say that if he gored, he's hayav? Maybe it's just a general term. Dilma Ha Nagah Lo Evetam. Maybe if he did gore, he's not a tam. Ubahi Nagiha Lo But on the other hand, with that, uh, with that goring that was caused by the little kids, maybe he's not hayav since he was pushed. Meaning, you don't know over here. Maybe just he's not considered a nogeah. He's not considered a goring cow. But on the other hand, he, he he's not a short time either. Maybe that's what I was trying to say. Maybe it has nothing to do with money. Maybe it has to do with what is this uh, this uh, cow considered. So like my tries to answer from somewhere else. This is a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. Tashema. It says, If someone enticed a dog or snake to attack someone and it attacked, patur. My love, aren't we saying patur Aren't we saying that the one who enticed the dog or the snake is the one who's patur and the owner of the dog is hayav? And the Gemara responds, it's not clear over there because look, no, maybe Emma patur af Maybe we could say that even the the one who enticed the dog or the snake is also patur, meaning not just the owner but also the enticer. Now, based on this, Amar Avayin Timzel Lomar, if you want to say that Mishasek al Boshel Chaviro b'Chaviro Hayav, that if someone entices his friend's dog to attack a, a, a third person, the owner of the dog is Hayav, you should just know Shisahu who be'atzmo patur. If Shimon enticed this dog and the dog now entice, uh, attacks Shimon, the Reuven is patur. My tama, what's the reason? Because Kolam Shaneu ba'aher v'Shinabo patur. This is a rule going back. To daf kaf uh, of a cow eating uh, utensils in Rishut Harabim, which is a double change. Number one, it changes because it's eating utensils. Number two, it's e- it's eating in Rishut Harabim, and the rule is if there's a change, patur. So you should just know it was said in the name of Resh Lakish like you. The Amar Resh Lakish ete parot Rishut Harabim. We learned. Two uh, cows in Rishut Arabim, one is sitting, one is walking, and the walking one kicks the sitting one's patur, if the sitting one kicks the walking one, it's hayav, and the reason is because there was a change over here from the usual, it's not normal for the sitting one to be sitting there, and for sure not kicking, so there's a double change, and therefore the sitting one is obligated to pay. But Amar the Rabbi explains that Papa, no, there's a different shitot here. Me over there, I would be mechayev the walking cow, because the amrina because I the the sitting cow's owner would tell the walking cow's owner, you have permission to walk over me. You have no permission to kick me. So yes, I hold if there was a change. Then the then the owner would be patur, and the person who caused the change is hayav. But but in that case, but it has nothing to do with that case with the two cows. Next mishnah, 
Shor hamazik beshut anizak ketzad. So we said a short term who caused damage in the the domain of the person who was damaged. What exactly is the halacha? So the Gemara explains nagah if he gored with his horns or caused a direct damage with his body. Nagaf or he pushed with his body. Nashach he bit rabats he sat on utensils. Baat he kicked beshut harabim. If it was in Rishut Arabim, Mishalim Hatsi Nezek, then he only has to pay half damages. Bishut Hanizak, but if it happened in the in the person who's damaged property, then Rebitafon Omeya Nezek Shalim. Rebitafon says full damages. Hachamim Omrim Hatsi Nezek, you only have to pay half damages. So in Amalim Rebitafon, Rebitafon is trying to prove his point to Hachamim Umabi Makom Shekel Alashin Baal Haregel Bishut Arabim Shehu Patur. Look, in the in a case of Shane where the animal ate something or the animal uh, while it was walking it, it stepped on something, if it happened or should have been the the damager is patur, doesn't have to pay anything. And still, but still we're strict that if the animal ate or trampled on something in the damaged one's property, he has to pay the shalim, nizik shalim, he has to pay full damages. In a place, in a shoot arabim, if the animal gordon a shoot arabim, he has to pay half damages. In Odin Shinahmir Alav, all the more so we should be Mahmir that if it gored in Bishuta Nizak, in the in the damaged person's property, he should be you should have to pay the shalim, nizik shalim, he has to pay full damages. So so Rabita Fon sort of has a kabahomer. If you're learning one from the other, if you're learning one thing from another thing, and in Kalva Homer, the most it could be is like the Homer. The, the furthest it could go is like whatever you're learning it out of. Meaning, the same way if Karen and Shutarabim is half damages, same thing if it happened in the damaged person's property, also Hatsin is half damages. Amar lahem rebitafon responds, Af ani lo adun keren mi keren. So I won't learn my kalda homer from keren to keren. Rather, ani adun keren mi I'll learn keren from regel. Umabim kom shekel ala shen vada regel beshut arabim. In general, we're lenient on shen and regel and beshut arabim, and they're totally patur. Hechmir be keren, and yet in beshut arabim, they, they make you pay half damages if it happens in beshut arabim. In a place where they were more strict, if the animal ate or the animal walked on something in the damaged person's property, and Odin, all the more so, all the more so, we should be Mahmir also if it gored there, meaning if if he's fully Hayav, if he ate something or he trampled on something in that person's property, then he should also be Hayav if he gored in that person's property. And again, Hachamim told Rebitafon, but still, Amrulo Dayol, Abamenadin, the Yot Kanadon. Again, when we're comparing things, they should be exactly like Mab Beshut Arabim, Hatsi Nezek, Av Beshut Anizak, Hatsi Nezek. Again, if you're calling it Keren, the same way in Beshut Arabim, it's half damages. Same thing in the, in the person who's damaged property, it should also be half damages. And we're going to learn that the mahlog between them is that Rebita Fon doesn't have this concept of Dayo and Hachamim do, and that's why they're not falling for his Kalva Homer. And we'll continue tomorrow. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.